morning, everyone. My name is Richard Jean T. You're listening to RJ's Black Box, where we discuss issues affecting African Americans, Africans, Caribbean, and every black person in the diaspora. Today's topic is the new black exploitation, and I'm not referring to the um, movies from the 70s either. I'm talking about how we're exploited and sometimes our own people exploit us as black people in America and the world really. Um, I'm going to start off today by talking about love and hip hop. I want to talk about love and hip hop because the executive producer of the show, Mona Scott, she gave an interview this weekend where she discussed how it's important for everyone to have a voice um, to tell their story, especially black women. And um, how we're not compared, like, love and hip-hop is not compared to the buffoonery that white people show on television. Like, uh, some of these white shows that talk about Honey, whatever. I don't watch these shows, so I can't really make a reference to some of the shows that she was talking about. But, um, you know, the one thing that... Mona Scott is failing to understand is that we're not in a position to tell every black story the difference between us and white people is that white people's image is not affected no matter what it is that they do we are dealing with a group of people with a group of people who have annihilated entire races We're dealing with a group of people who have exploited entire continents. We're dealing with a group of people who have erased cultures. We're dealing with a group of people who have removed people's lineage, their last name, and everything they can identify a person. We're dealing with a people who have enslaved people, raped women, Village, resources, everything that you can actually think about white people that's demonic, they've been able to overcome that by perfecting an image that puts them above everybody else. So when you go on TV or wherever you go, somebody asks you questions about the image of black people. And your answer is about everyone has the right to uh, tell their story. Then you don't really know. You're not really in tune with your own history and the history of the world. If Mona Scott was paying attention, she would understand that. George Floyd was murdered. He didn't have a gun. Eric Garner was murdered. He wasn't carrying a weapon. I can go on and on and on about so many black people who have been murdered innocently. They weren't doing things. They they didn't pose any threat to white people. They were still murdered. While you have white people killing nine, eight, ten, however many people. They're still apprehended alive. So when you out here making statements like this, oh, everyone needs a voice. Everybody needs to tell their story. 
understand the type of story that you're constructing. Because the white media is all about constructing a positive image for white people. Whether we see the negative in the trailer parks or whatever, the myriads of images that they construct on a daily basis far outweighs the negative images that might be created to entertain a certain sector of white people. At the end of the day, whether you're poor white trash or rich white person, you still afforded that white privilege, something that black people don't have. So you can't go on on TV, on, on the radio. You can't tell people that everyone's story needs to be heard. White folks use the media as propaganda to create certain narratives that reflects a positive image overall for all white people. We don't have that luxury and we don't have that leverage. That is the main difference between us and them. I wanted to do this podcast because it's important to me that black people understand our position in this life, man. You know, sometimes we get we become delusional because we we've managed to attain a certain level of success and now we're not worrying about the overall image of the population at large because now we care about the money that we're making. We care about the possible doors that are opening because we're exploiting our own people. At the same time, I also heard Mano, he had an interview because he became involved with Love and Hip Hop. He had an interview where he mentioned that he was at Mona Scott's house at a uh, cookout. She personally told him she doesn't watch Love and Hip Hop and she wouldn't let her children watch Love and Hip Hop. Her entire family does not watch Love and Hip Hop. So subconsciously, she wants to turn your kids and everybody else that watches that show to be influenced in a negative manner, knowingly that it's not good for their soul. Why would you want to sell your people out just to make a name for yourself? Well, that's what greed does. You know, we have a lot of hip hop artists that are telling stories, selling stories about themselves that are fake. Some of these glorified songs that we hear, they're very influential. And at the same time, these songs and what you see on Love and Hip Hop, they're helping to construct an image for black people that white people tend to believe is true because 90% of white people don't have access to black life. So whatever story you're telling in your song or you're putting on VH1 on Love and Hip Hop, now that that franchise is all over, Atlanta, New York, or California, LA, 
this is the image that you're selling of us. White people have always used the media for influence. And we have yet to understand how that affects us as a people. You don't see them dragging, showing dead bodies of white boys after they've murdered somebody. You don't see that on TV. They want to stay in our minds with images that are destructive to our souls and our children. That would impact them. These are the images that they sell to the world so they, so they can basically make the world understand the savagery of being black. When the entire world thinks of you as savage, they can't respect you. And if we're adding to this, then it is our own downfall in a way, so to speak. That's how they want it to be because who are the hip-hop artists? Mostly black kids. The white artists, they're not rapping about killing, shooting, hoes this, bitch that. They're not doing that when they come into hip-hop. So who's doing the destructive work? The puppets may be pulling the string but they can't pull any strings. The puppeteer, I mean, if there aren't any puppets, there can't be any puppeteer. So many people are lining up, waiting for the string to be attached to them, to their voice, to their body, so they can get a check. They don't understand the colossal damage that's happening to us as a people in the long run. We have a collective responsibility to ourselves. Why? Because we are all judged the same way. There's never been a situation where cops stops, step back to say, oh, This black person is different. So it is our collective duty to make sure we construct an an image, not just for us, but for all black people. If you're given a platform, you need to show balance. If you want to make your money, There are other ways to make money. We don't always have to sell the negative image of black people in order to earn. We want to argue the black voice matter when they give us that voice. A lot of times we use that voice in a derogatory way against our own people. So what gives? Even though Big Fish bought the right to the production of Love and Hip Hop, 
And you can clearly see the difference too because it's gotten even worse since Big Fish, a company owned by two white boys, they're the ones that produce love and hip hop now. Mona Scott still owns, you know, executive producer right to the show, but Big Fish actually owns the um, production. And you know what white people, it's like hip hop. You know, Def Jam was started by, um, you know, Russ and then uh, Soul. And then you see how they started, you know, to push hip hop in a whole entire, you know, different direction. So when white people come into the fray, their goal is to monetize our struggle. It's to monetize the negative images. It's to monetize us to the point where we become so influential, they become filthy rich. And we never become influential in a positive way once they take over. No white person is going to sit back in an office and say, hmm, we're helping to destroy the image of black people. Nah, they don't care about that. We're doing the work for them. But we're not paying attention. We don't care because too many of us, all we care about is money. All we care about is uh, popularity, fame, influence the wrong way. I'm a writer. I write books. My responsibility as a writer has always been to tell a story with a positive outcome. Whether that story is about the struggle that we face as black people, because most some of you guys who have read my books, you understand how I write, what I write about. I don't hide our struggle. I've struggled. But so many people in our community have overcome those struggles to make something of themselves, despite all the obstacles that are in our path. We don't need to add to the bullshit. That they're already doing to make sure we have the world sees a distorted image of all black people. We shouldn't be doing the work for them. I watched the movie The Banker yesterday. Taught me a lot. Taught me what length white people will go through to make sure. Black people unsuccessful in this country. What I mean by success, meaning building wealth in a positive way. You all should check out the banker so you can understand the systemic racism, how it works, and how it's always been in place, how it keeps us from thriving. So when I see stuff like love and hip hop, on television and somebody's telling you that the story needs to be told every voice needs to be heard pick up some some of the inspiring voices the voices that's going to make a positive change in black life not just in America around the world 
all the dysfunction that goes on in this country, most of it came from where? It came from them. We've been stripped of everything that was genuinely us. Whether you're Caribbean, African-American, Canadian, or whatever. The influence, our way of life, everything about what we do here now has been beaten into us. And when you go to Africa, it's really no different because colonialism is a, is a system that maintains a stronghold on black people. Whether the presence of white people is there, the presence of white people is there or not, it doesn't matter. They influence your way of life. But for us to move away from our responsibility as black people, we're doing a disservice to our children, to the next generation. How do we move a generation forward when all we can look at are the benefits of highlighting the destructions? Where's the inspiration coming from? We want all of our daughters to think, you know, they got to be a stripper like Cardi B. Why? Because Cardi B became a successful artist. It's 45 million black people in this country. I believe it's way more than that, but they want us to believe it's 45 million. There's one Cardi B out of 45 million. So the odds are stacked against our daughters. However, that's the image they want to push all this hypocritical stuff I mean I'm all for black empowerment I'm all for black women striving making it or whatever but you shouldn't make it at the expense of your own people when do we develop a conscience at what point it's like, okay, this trash worked in New York. So let's take this trash to California. Let's take this trash to Georgia. Let's take it wherever they're willing to accept this trash. Let's bring it to them. Let's have the world believe this is a way of life for us. Because a lot of these white people, they, they think love and hip hop is a microcosm of how we live as black people. That's the unfortunate part of it because they don't have access to us. They think we're giving them access when we're doing stupid shit like that on television. When I was in college, I met white people who had never met black people in their whole entire lives. There's some people at your jobs right now. They've never seen black people until they met you. 
you can't overcome all the bullshit they see as one person. Their mind doesn't function that way. When are we going to get it? When are we going to start holding black talent accountable for the distorted image of black people? When are we going to start holding people with voices accountable for presenting to the world an image that most of us disagree with? We're not all from the projects. We're not all from the ghetto where most of us aren't expected to live, you know, by a certain age. We're not all from there. And there are many more of us who are from there who've overcome all the bullshit that is glorified about the ghetto. We have a personal responsibility to change our image. It's not about them. Fuck them. I don't care about them. It's about us. It's about us. We need to change our image for ourselves, for our children, for our grandchildren, for the next generation. We need to give them something to aspire to. You know, I'm just, sometimes I get up in the morning. I wonder if I should just stop, you know, is it even worth the effort to address these issues? Because I'm noticing that, because to be honest with you, this whole conversation, this topic came from the breakfast club. I was on my drive this morning. Um, to the airport and this is when I, I heard about this whole Mona Scott statement Mano and I decided there's gotta be a different perspective on this because no one called a show with my perspective we have to show the different perspectives of black life I grew up in the hood. I graduated from college. I've achieved success. Not in the hip hop type of way. As a business person. Man, I have so many friends who grew up in the same neighborhood that I grew up, that I came from, that are successful. We've done it. It can be done. We need to make sure our children, our neighbor's children, anybody within the earshot from us or eyesight can see that success can happen in a different way. We don't have to sell ourselves short.
black culture is interesting in all aspects. Black culture is copied by all people. Black culture is influential around the world. These people fear that. They don't want your positive influence. Because if you're able to spread that positive influence, it's going to demoralize their principles of white imperialism. It's going to destroy all the myth about white superiority, white supremacy. Just imagine, man, (laughs) with so many freaking obstacles, roadblocks, or whatever, these people have systemically put in place to keep us from reaching from reaching a certain level of, of success. You still manage to get black billionaires. You still manage to get black a lot of black millionaires, successful business, you know, people in the black community. Despite their redlining, we're able to buy homes. You have to understand everything that we do, there's something in place to destroy our efforts. We have to work twice as hard. And we're still winning. So they know that we're resilient. So their job to destroy us is endless. But we can't have our own people become their own soldiers. We cannot have that happen. We have to start monitoring our behavior. Those hired guns, people like Mona Scott to me, are hired guns. She's a mercenary for white people. When you're doing this type of work where you can influence and destroy an entire generation of people, you're a mercenary. How do you turn a profit from being a mercenary to your own people? How do you justify that knowing that this poison is not even good for your own children, but you dress it up and you present it to people, now you're telling them to absorb it? Where is your conscience? When will we all develop a conscience? I don't know. 
These are rhetorical questions. I don't have the answers. All I know is I wake up every day thinking about how can I make life better for black people? Not just myself. I mean, I'm responsible for my two kids. But I have nephews. I have nieces. I have sisters and brothers. I have friends. I have a whole community that also needs to be taught. That needs to learn different things. They need to have different perspectives as well. Because when you are forced to develop a perspective based on images, what the media puts in front of you, it takes away from who you are. It takes away from who you can become. And it takes away from your reality. What kind of reality are we creating for our children? Do we even care? Well, this is my podcast for today. I'm not going to take all your time. I wish you a great day. Keep your head up and stay black.